This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. If I could separate John's lives individually and, and I told people about him inside of the octagon, I would say follow that guy. That's the guy. That's the pattern. That is the blueprint for success. But then outside of the octagon, don't, don't be like this guy. Well, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing this kind of pattern of self-sabotage. John has been a legend in the sport. He can go down as one of the greatest guys yeah. or one of those guys that said, man, he had it all, but just didn't see it. You know, being labeled as someone who would ever cheat is, uh, it just hurts me more than, hurts me more than anything else I've ever been through in my career. This dude put his hand on my throat. Actually, you touched me right before because we went forehead to forehead. I'm not going to sit here and bicker with this child about this. The truth is, he's looking at his superior, and he just can't handle it. Superior, yeah. you have lost your mind, son. Um, yeah. You have lost your mind. Yeah. Okay. Hey, pussy, are you still there? You're the fucking scum of the earth. You are a terrible human being, but you can sure turn it on, huh? Thank you. Listen, last time I, I foot swept you, held my hand on your head like you're my bitch. And this guy's supposed to be the Olympian. I this am guy's an supposed Olympian. Come on, DC, you suck, bro. You, you suck. suck. This time, I'm not going to tire. I'm going to be in your face pressing you, trying to rip your head off. I'm telling you right now, this is my life, and I'm willing to die to beat you. John, can you hear that, John? No. Be prepared to do that. If you weren't excited already after listening to that, my days, you have just jizzed in your pants. <laughs> Serious, man. This weekend is going to be something else. UFC 214 coming from Anaheim. It is return. The return of the... He's the proper champ, isn't he? None King's of this... Back. None of this... Champ's back. Champ. None of this paper champ. The champ's stuff. back. Mm. Um, you're going to have to give people a little bit of a synopsis of John Jones and the story of John Jones because okay. um, a lot of people, obviously, might not necessarily have seen him fight because he's been out of action for quite some time. All these yeah. guys that have come with us as fight disciples and just got into UFC through listening to our podcast yeah. might go, who's this John Jones that these two clowns keep talking about? DC's the light heavyweight champion. Tell him, my boy. Tell him. Well, he's had one fight in the last 31 months, and that's probably why any newbies to the sport are a bit like, who is this John Jones guy? Listen, this weekend you will find out who John Jones is because I'm telling you now, the greatest to ever do it. Better than Fedor, better than GSP, better than Anderson Silva. This is the greatest natural talent in the history of mixed martial arts. And before anyone starts saying the name Conor McGregor, get the fuck out. This guy has got it all and has been doing it all for a long time. His record is by far superior to anybody else in the history of the sport. Youngest UFC champion of all time. Wins the belt age 23. Stepping in for Rashad Evans, who was injured. He goes in, beats Shogun Hua, goes on a campaign of absolute destruction during his light heavyweight championship reign. Slayed everybody and anybody. Former champions, current champions, you name it. This guy was completely and utterly untouchable. Then he fights Alexander Gustafsson, one of the greatest fights in the history of the sport. That was in September 2013, UFC 165. One of the greatest fights you will ever see inside the octagon. If you've not seen it, go back and watch it. And suddenly he looked a little bit like he was a mortal man. Beats Glover Tashira, beats Daniel Cormier in the first fight. 
Then we have all these issues with his outside of the octagon, which I'm sure we're going to touch up on. Listen, this guy's got issues. It comes to light that he's not doing full training camps, that he's partying, that he's putting stuff up his nose, that he's smoking weed, that he's basically partying like a like a teenager, like a kid. He's out of control outside of the octagon, yet still inside it. He's absolutely wiping the floor with people. And not only that, this is what John Jones has been famous for. He beats people at their own game. He beats people at their strengths. Mm. That's what he liked to do. Just just kind of like for fucking kicks. Just to make it more entertaining for himself. So if he fights a wrestler, he wrestles him. Exactly. If he fights a kickboxer, he kickboxes him. Exactly. If he fights a normal stand-up striker, he does that to them as well. Absolutely phenomenal talent. Huge, massive frame. The biggest uh, reach in the in the whole of the UFC. Bear in mind, you know this guy's a, a, a light heavyweight, and we've got heavyweights out there. This guy's the biggest, the longest guy in the UFC. Massive, long, skinny legs. He can do everything. His ground game is superb. You know, his his, his grappling is is excellent. His jujitsu is excellent, even though he's very much a you know in in a geese a novice jujitsu. He's a novice. Uh, I, think I think he's just got his blue belt. It was on Embedded this week. He's, he's just, just got his blue belt. belt yeah, it means absolutely nothing because the guy's got submissions on his record against some of the best fighters in the world of, of this weight division. So, listen, John Jones is back. That's all you've got to know. I've been literally waiting for this moment forever because the sport has not been the same without John Jones. We've got excited about GSP. We've got excited about Fidel finally coming. Get- that was paper. That's fake. Fidel was never going to be as good as it was. GSP is never going to come back. Brock Lesnar had his moments and was never going to have his moments again. We are actually talking about in football terms, it's like Ronaldo or Messi being out of football for the best part of three years and then coming back for the Champions League final. Get ready for the fucking hat-trick, son. I'm telling you now. <laughs> the King's back! The champ's back! I uh, got into a little bit of trouble on Monday night because I was doing a, a radio show here in the UK on National Radio on TalkSport talking about this, getting so excited about it. And there were a few people, casual fans, that were like going, what are you talking about the greatest of all time? Anderson Silva's the greatest of all time and all these other fighters. And I'm going, no, no, seriously. Yeah. Because you ain't seen this kid, right? He's going to do his thing. He's absolutely amazing. So therefore, a lot of questions started coming in from callers asking me about John Jones. Uh, and I said, and I stand by it that he's undefeated, right? I stand by that. Yeah, yeah. Because the only blemish on his record is because he got disqualified for illegal elbows, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. In that particular fight. 12 so, to 6 elbows against Matt Hamill, yeah, back in the day. 12 to 6 elbows. We love the 12 to 6 elbow, don't we? You know yeah. what I mean? It is a little bit of a sneaky one where you just come down straight on the top of someone's crown. Yeah. But, you know, end of the day, it's John Jones, so you kind of expect exactly. this type of thing, don't you? Exactly. Um, so I still stand by the fact that John Jones is undefeated. He's never lost in the octagon. He's never lost his belt. The only reason why he's had these belt. Um, taken off him is because he was stripped for all these misdemeanors outside the octagon Mm -hmm. which kind of plays in nicely to this wonderful title for today's show episode 120 all heal the king which you came up with Mm -hmm. Uh, you're going to have to explain that as well because obviously he isn't the i think he wants to be the good guy yeah but he isn't the good guy my man well he's a preacher's son basically you know he comes from a he comes from a a god-fearing family as two brothers play in the nfl uh obviously john jones competes in the ufc however what he's had is, over the years, they've tried to present him as being this polished super athlete, this flag bearer for the UFC. Holier than Youngest thou. Youngest champion of all time. Yeah, he's, you know. But it's all come to light that, no, he was snorting coke, he was with hookers, he was doing this, he was doing that. He was running over pregnant ladies and getting himself and, and well, clearing exactly, off. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He knocked a pregnant woman over. Her for, in his car. In his car, or a higher car. And then had to run back to claim the drug paraphernalia that he left inside the car. You know, the guy's got fucking issues. The guy is, you know, he went completely off the rails. Now, whether he's back on the rails or not, I don't care. I don't care. 
I didn't love Mike Tyson in the 80s and 90s in the heavyweight division because Mike Tyson was holier than now. I loved the fact he was a bad guy. I lo- we In sports, we've got you love your superstars and you love... Listen, I'm a Liverpool fan. I will always, for the day, worship Luis Suarez. The rest of the world hates Luis Suarez, but I adore Luis Suarez. Bad, I take him, bad guy and everything. Mm. In fact, that adds to it. That mm. adds to his persona. And John Jones now, that's what we call it. He's the heel. He's the bad guy. Daniel Cormier represented America at two Olympic Games. Mm. He is everything you want in an all-American champion. Great. DC, fantastic. And he grinds hard. He works hard. He works hard at his TV game. He's a commentator. Family man. Everything. Everything. Fantastic. But we don't adore DC, do we? Because we like the Nick Diaz people, we like the John Joneses, we like the fuck-ups, we like the guys that have just got so much natural talent that even the cleanest, holier-than-now, genuine, lovely guys who graft, 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 they just can't bridge over to what a bad guy can do when that's a bad why, guy's got natural talent. That's why football fans that have crossed over and are listening to our UFC podcast love Gaza. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a flawed genius. An exactly. absolute flawed genius. genius. That's the perfect way to describe John Jones. The flawed genius returns this weekend. But does he return this weekend? We don't know. We've been here before, man. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yes, it's fight week, and you're listening to this on a Thursday. Uh, they had their press conferences unusually on a Wednesday this week. Mm-hmm. Everything went all right. But then you've got weigh-ins to come. You've got all this type of stuff, and we've seen it fall down last minute. I mean, we saw Towergate with DC last time, didn't we? Where yeah. all of a sudden he managed to make weight. When let's be honest, it didn't make weight. It would bum in. Uh, it would dodge in the scales. Something might happen. Yeah, but it's happened before. This is the fifth time these two have been scheduled to fight. Believe it or not, and they wow. fought once. Four previous fights have fell through because of one thing and another. Whether it be injury, whether it be drugs. You know, last time out, John Jones failed a drug test. Yeah. Recreational drugs. Yeah. And had to go in front of the camera. Hence, he's banned for the last weeping year. Weeping like a baby and everything else, you know. And again, bear in mind, this is. John Jones has had one fight in 31 months. Just let that sink in. One fight. And he's coming back to fight Daniel Cormier. You, no arguments. He's the best light heavyweight. Currently, the best... This is how I would describe him. The best active light heavyweight on the planet. But John Jones is John Jones. Bones is back. And if John Jones is as good as he was before he left, or... He's saying that he's, he's better, telling, man. He's telling us he's better. If, he, if his head's screwed on, if he's not, you know, snort like Lila Coke, the night before the fight, but we were kind of led to believe this was the life he was living. Well, he said that he he did that the week before he fought Cormier first time round and beat exactly. him and, and beat him then. So if he's clean living and if he's actually taking it all serious now and his mind's different, but then again, as the C's alluding to, maybe he needed the chaos to be John Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he needed everything to be fucking crazy outside of the octagon. Yeah. Because when he gets in there, it's like, well, you know everything's against me, you know, that kind of chip-on-his-shoulder attitude. Now every, he's got no excuse no more. Because DC is kind of alluding to the fact that his cop-out, if, if he ever would have lost, would have been, well, I, I'm, I'm a fucked-up junkie at the moment, so let's get that out there and, you know, get what, wait and see what I can do when I'm clean. We're being led to believe John Jones is clean. Is it going to make him go even better? Can, yeah. can John Jones get better? Or does it better? take away his edge? Or does it take something away from him? Bear in mind, Adam, we've seen him once in 31 months. I'm going to try and play devil's advocate here because I'm the world's biggest John Jones fan. But we've seen him once in 31 months against other Simpru. Yeah. Very much a gatekeeper, light heavyweight, never capable of winning the Well, we've seen title. Jimmy Manuel knock him out. Exactly. And... Ovin Sempu took John Jones the distance, and John Jones got tagged a couple of times by straight one-twos from Ovin Sempu. With a broken arm. Ovin Sempu broke his arm in that exactly. fight. Exactly. So, very limited. Act. So, it's a very limited opponent 
that he's fought against in April 2016 is only fighting 30-odd months. That's what's given DC hope. That's what's given DC's fan base hope that there's going to be a change in the guard. But listen, it's John Jones, man. I'm telling you now, I think the opposite might happen because John Jones, as a fucked up junkie, bad guy, whatever you want to describe him, whatever he was during his amazing record-breaking reign, whatever he is now, has got to be a build on that. It's got to be a step up from that. Mm. It's got to be something because he what he doesn't have to beat DC at the wrestling game. He fucking did that last time. He took the two time Olympian down, first person to take DC down. John Jones did that, and he took he dealt with his clinch game on the inside, and he beat him up at range. He did that before. So for me, John Jones is going to put manners on DC this weekend and go. Now I don't have to beat you at the wrestling game. I did that last time. This time I want to beat you at my game. I want to fuck you up. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited for this fight. Before we start getting Nick's picks and going through the uh, predictions for the fights of UFC 214, including that men card, I just want to talk about DC. DC's the champion. Yeah. He hasn't really had the adoration of a champion. And do you think the reason why the fans aren't going crazy for DC is because the shadow of John Jones is looming over it? He's a champion with an asterisk. And, and that's a terrible way to have to describe someone. You could you could also argue... There's a yeah, but... You could all, well, exactly the reason why three weeks ago, Adam, I was waxing lyrical about Max Holloway and you said, yeah, yeah but. but. There's a yeah, but with Daniel Cormier's career and that's what is eating away at Daniel Cormier. If you watch the Embedded shows, he is so fired up. He's got to beat John Jones. Is he to too fired his up? Existence. Is he too fired up? I mean, he's, this is all he's been thinking about for two and a half years. Two man. years, yeah, exactly. So... It, it, well, it'll either go one way or the other, won't it? Because on the Embedded this week, he's saying, this is it. This is bigger than the two Olympic Games. This is bigger than anything else I've ever been involved in. This one fight is everything for me. This justifies me as being a champion. So he's putting himself under so much pressure where John Jones, we've seen him. John Jones is cool as a cucumber. When he, John Jones, for all the shit that goes on in his life, and believe, you know, the guy has got serious baggage. You don't hang out with him. No, no, you don't. Well, not, actually, you do. No, no, no. He's not a nice dude. For knocking over a pregnant lady and yeah, doing yeah. one and all the drugs and all that type of stuff, that's not a decent member of society, is it? No, it isn't. No, of course it isn't. And, and But we just... why? This is what I don't understand with his management team. Why have they tried to gloss over that? Just let the world know then. Just go, yeah, he's a fuck-up. Yeah, he's a... And, and let what? people make their own opinions up. He's been a fuck-up, and yet he's still... You guys are still arguing he's the greatest of all time, and I will just—I will argue it with any MMA fan, even old school Pride fans who will listen to this now and be kicking the cat. He's the greatest <laughs> natural Mitch martial artist we've ever seen. Fedor's reign was incredible. Anderson Silva's reign was incredible. GSP's reign as a welterweight was incredible. Look at who they beat. Look at the lineup of people they beat during their reign, and you try and tell me for one second it stands up to John Jones? Absolutely fucking no chance. John Jones, the best ever, but John Jones 2017, what's he going to look like? How's he going to move? How's he going to fight? If he crawls into that octagon with a bit of 50 cent ringing around the room and all that stuff, and he crawls in on his hands and knees like he used to, and he's all cool and relaxed and looks at DC, DC will shit himself. Champ's back, baby! <laughs> Do we even need a Nick's pick? We know where <laughs> Can you imagine if Nick turns around now and says, yeah, but I think DC's going to ragdoll him around the, uh, uh, and, uh, and submit him in the first round. It's not going to happen, is it? We know what DC's game is. We know what his strengths are. I mean, he's talking a great game this week that he believes that he can stand up and uh, and, and bang with John Jones. In the clinch, he's, he's, a, he's a match he's with John Jones. He's mm. great in the clinch. I don't want to see it go to the clinch because no. you know my thoughts on this. And this is where I am with Daniel Cormier. 
Um, I think he's a brilliant guy. I think he's a top fella. I love him when he's commentating. I think he says a lot of nice things. And as a human being, I really uh, adhere to him. I think he's top. Really nice bloke. I watch really him nice fight bloke. and I get a little bit bored because it is all wrestling. A lot of it is spent on the mat and it's not really my thing. I like guys that are going to excite me, stand up, let's let's have a trade off and all that type of thing, which DC can do, yeah. but can he do it against John Jones? And I don't think the answer is that he can do it against John Jones. It's just he comes at different angles. There's a lot of spinning elbows. There's all different things to consider when you're fighting John Jones. He's not one-dimensional. He doesn't come in straight lines. He comes in all different types of angles. Um, however, because of the layoff, mm-hmm. I can't see a stoppage. I can't see it. I can see a decision over the over the full distance. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. I'm going to go John Jones over over uh, uh, over the five rounds. But you're going to tell me something different now, aren't you? Because you think there's going to be fireworks flying out of those fists. I just think this time we've got something a little bit different because John Jones is out there to justify the the hype behind him as he's coming back with old, with people that have been following the sport for some time saying oh, the, the champ's back the the champ is back now and I think DC has really got under his skin and I think he's gonna he's gonna really put a I think he's really gonna do a number on him and I, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a submission. Finish no for John Jones. No, serious via guillotine. No, bloody hell! It'll have to be some guillotine because DC's neck's really <laughs> thick, mate. That's a lot of blood to cut out. No, honestly, I, I, I fancy John Jones to get the stoppage in this fight, and maybe it's because I'm blinded. I'm, I'm, I'm. We all again, are though. Some, I'm a some huge fighters. John Jones fight fight fan. You know, John Jones. Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler, you know, all the bad boys. Yeah. You know, th- Basically, all the apart from Robbie, all the guys that are smoking dope on TV. That's <laughs> yeah. that, that's who you like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just I just I think more than anything, I just want to see John Jones come back because <clears throat> listen, we've had DC as champion for the last two years. And he's he's so marketable, he's great, he's lovely, fantastic. But that's it. He's lovely. Don't we don't want lovely. But he's not a pay-per-view star. Mm. And Conor McGregor's the listen, let's let's get down to the truth here. Brock's gone. Ronda's gone. You know, has Brock you gone? See, Hang on a minute. Has, we'll get on Brock this in a minute. Yeah, yeah. has Brock gone? The UFC desperately needs another pay-per-view star yeah, to come do. back. They do. And You're right. Daniel Cormier, even if he beats John Jones, he would have to stop John Jones in the most sensational fashion for him to suddenly become a, pay- a pay-per-view star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Jones because of his background, because of their history, because of the narrative, and because of the bad boy shit he's come through. And he's starting to appreciate being a bad boy. Exactly. Embrace it. Embrace being the bad guy. Be the heel. Heels make a lot of money in wrestling. The heels make all the money. Be the bad guy. Embrace being the bad guy. And make a fortune. And the UFC, honestly, I believe behind closed door, the UFCs are thinking, we need John Jones, the John Jones, to come back, do a massive number on Cormier, and suddenly we've got another huge pay-per-view star because pay-per-view Adam viewing figures yeah the UFC's going the way of boxing in America viewing figures are nosediving 213 apparently was abysmal and look at the figures from Long Island the weekend terrible weren't they and that was free to wear exactly and and we're seeing Bellator's big New York event well Mm. uh, Coco was telling us they were going to do 2 million they didn't get anywhere near a million Mm. so pay-per-view Live fight in, fighting in America is really struggling right now. We've talked about it on our boxing. Oh, this is why a lot of boxing is going to free-to-air TV. Manny Pacquiao, for instance, going on to free-to-air TV. So they need stars desperately because the UFC's game is built around paper. The model is built around pay-per-view. That's how they make the most of their money. They need John Jones to win this fight. They need John Jones at his very best. That's why there's already been talk about a Brock Lesnar fight. Well, they need gonna... a super fight that yeah. doesn't involve Conor McGregor. In case Conor McGregor... 
sacks it off. Does the impossible. Yeah, yeah. And then never comes back to the UFC. They need someone to build their brand on. Mm. I was going to save this for a little bit later on in the show, but seeing as that we're on it now, there is this noise of Brock Lesnar. He's been asked, would you fight John Jones? He says, anytime, anywhere. Yep. John Jones has been asked, would you fight Brock Lesnar? He says, yeah, man, let's do it. Yep. There's, you've alluded to it many, many times over the last year that John Jones, when he does get his shit together, will at some point go up heavyweight. to heavyweight <clears throat> if yep. they don't introduce a cruiserweight division, which is hot, hotly rumoured that they would mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So he goes up there. We know Brock's a big pay-per-view star. People will pay for that. The crossover audience of the WWE fans. Yeah, You've got John Jones, if he absolutely comes out and steamboats uh, Dan Cormier at the weekend. He's Well, he's a pay-per-view star anyway, but if, if he's in, he's active, and he's starting to embrace being a badass, you're right. He is a new pay-per-view star that could do two million buys on a regular basis. Yep. You put them two together, you've got something unbelievable got, at heavyweight then, well, haven't you? Well, you've got something that the UFC haven't got outside of Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's the only real paper, the only money f- spinning fighter they've got, and he's about to go and fight in a boxing match. And if if he does well in that boxing match, and listen, we've got, you know, we've we've got a podcast series especially about the May Max series. Please go and listen to that. It's available to download from FightDisciples.com. and we'll give you all our views on it. So I won't get involved in that right now. But if he does anything in that fight, the the options in to stay in boxing, yeah compared to the money he can make back in the UFC. Of could, course. Could mean that he, we never see him inside the octagon again. Listen, the UFC need John Jones to do a number on Daniel Cormier. They need him to emerge as a superstar. They should play up to the fact that he's a bad boy and stop trying to sell him as a good guy and bring Brock over, who is now the king of WWE again. Apparently, he's the WWE champion again now. He's the big superstar. The kids are loving him. Bring him back for a one-off fight. Listen, listen we're kind of... We've got to be careful here because on our boxing show we get all high and mighty about drug cheats and how upset we are about it. Yeah. Yet we often gloss over it in the UFC. You know, we're no doubt going to mention Chris Cyborg's fight on. But this they have the clamped down. They have clamped down massively. But then for us to say, oh yeah, and then we want to see Brock come back. He, he failed a drug test. Yeah, he was juiced up to the eyeballs when he fought Mark Hunt. You know, we we need to be careful whether we're going to. Advocate that common. No, back. it's all right. We can have two personalities. We can. Oh, Doctor Jekyll, Do- 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 Jekyll, Mister Hyde type vibe. You know what Perfect. I mean? Perfect. So we, we we play uh, the moral high ground on boxing, boxing, but when it comes to UFC, I don't give a fuck. Get, yeah. on, get on with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. Uh, so for you, submission. I'm just marking them down. Submission, John Jones. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go John Jones inside the distance. Championship rounds four or five. And the, the new and the still and the always was exactly just as John Jones put it. The greatest of all time, is back Saturday night. Um, If we don't get to see that fight because something stupid happens, which could happen, it's John Jones and DC. Well, it's only Wednesday night, Adam. And, you know, I I put a message on on social media at the start of the week. I think it was Monday. Brandon Gibson, who's one of John Jones' striking coach, who's a great guy. He'd put a picture of them landing in California at the airport walking through. And I just replied saying, oh, QDC pulling out and then someone replied one of one of the fight disciples had replied saying nah it's too early in the week yet Nick. <laughs> you'll probably wait until later on the week Saturday just morning. to piss us all off we'll do Saturday morning I think but listen the UFC have thought of that that's why Jimmy Manor was on the undercard well, Jimmy Manor will step in to fight in case there's an issue in this main event well let's start going through this uh, undercard because it is stacked it's very it's, brilliant. Un- it's very unusual to have so many championship fights on there obviously we've got the light heavyweight title on the line between DC and Jones which you're dead excited about and then, even more excited, which I know that you're buzzing for, because two of your mates, two of your yeah. mates are fighting. Two of my buddies. This, this is going to be horrible for you, isn't it? It's like watching your brothers having a bit of a scrap. You go out for dinner with Damian Meyer, you have regular phone chats with Tyrone Woodley, they're going for the welterweight crown. How are you seeing it? Who are you supporting, first well, of all? Because I know that Tyrone listens, so come on, who are you supporting? Well, listen, you know me. 
black and proud. I'm going <laughs> to stick with my boy Tyron. I'm going to stick with my boy. I'm going to stick with the champ. I'm a, as you say, I like Damian Maia. He's a great guy. Damian Maia was surprised a lot of people because he's... For everyone we see fight against Tyron Woodley looks like a man against the boy because Tyron is a fucking specimen. Mm. He looks, you know, he's, he's like a big the, lad. He, he looks like a, a smaller version of Anthony Joshua. But he's like he's been carved out of stone. Absolutely phenomenal athlete. But Damian Meyer once fought Anderson Silva for the middleweight belt. This is a guy that is used to competing with middleweights. He is also probably the last top contender throughout any weight division in the UFC that you would describe as a specialist. Yeah. He I think he's very much a yeah. specialist jiu-jitsu fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably, well, you know... You, you His game is very da- one-dimensional. people to argue with, but he is the greatest jiu-jitsu fighter competing in UFC today. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this level, I mean, I know, uh, before anyone says, I know Hodger Gracie has just basically proved himself to be the greatest jiu-jitsu fighter in of all time, people are saying, in, 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 a, in a recent a match. But he's not competing in the UFC at this level. Damian Meyer is the best jiu-jitsu fighter active in the UFC. However, to get his game going, he's got to get Tyron Woodley on the deck. And Tyron Woodley's submission defense, uh, takedown defense is Superb. outstanding. Mm-hmm. He's also got incredibly heavy hands, incredibly heavy kicks. Um, and and he, can, you know, he can dictate where the fight goes. So for me, obviously, look out for Damian Meyer trying to do anything he possibly can to get Tyron Woodley on the floor. Because Damian Meyer has realized, a couple of years ago, I wrote an article for the magazine he used to work for, about Damian Meyer specifically, and, and people like him, top-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt to get into the UFC on the strength of the jiu-jitsu, do really well, and then suddenly go, I'm going to start become a striker now. And the article, Ronda Rousey syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The article was called Jiu-Jitsu Lobotomy. It's like, you're the fucking jiu-jitsu fighter, use it. Well, it's taken Damian Meyer a while, but now he's realised last couple of years, you know what, if I get anyone down, I'm tapping them out. And he's proved that. That's why he's on this incredible run, mm. this overdue shot at the welterweight belt. He is more than ready. It was a surprise when I'm better this week where he said he's only had five weeks of camp and people going, ooh, that's that's not enough to fight Tyler Mudley. Listen, Damian Wyatt knew this fight was coming two years ago. Yeah. I was talking to him in Manchester last yeah, year yeah. and he was ready. He was like, I know what to face. The- I know what I'm going to do when I face Tyler Mudley. It's not about fitness for him. It's a- For him, it's about getting hold of him, getting him down and then working his jiu-jitsu. But will he do that? Can he take him down? That's the problem. And I think every fight starts standing up. And I think with Tyron Woodley's amazing takedown defense, I don't think Damian Meyer is going to get the chance. I think Tyron Woodley is going to win this fight and he's going to win it convincingly. And, I think uh, he stops him. I think I, he stops Damian Meyer. I'm probably going to go with Tyron Woodley on points, but it'll be a convincing points decision. And Damian Meyer will end up busted up by the end of the fight. With it being five rounds, I think that he'll keep the distance extremely well. And I reckon, I reckon he's not early, early. But in the first half of the fight, so before the halfway through the third round, I think Dam- uh, I think Tyrone Woodley's took him out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Damian Meyer's team are, are, are planning for rounds four and five. Mm. I think they're thinking because Woodley's such a specimen, we've just got to pray that he gases. Move, keep moving round, try and get takedowns, try and hold him down. Obviously, play for submissions, but just try and tire him out because he's an explosive fighter. Woodley's not an endurance fighter; he's very much explosive. The problem is, you know, that lead right hand that he's got. Once it hits, it, yeah. it detonates. Uh, for Tyrone, I hope that it's a lot more exciting than uh, Wonderboy Part 2 because that absolutely yeah. stunk the gaff out and he got a bad rap off the back of that. Hopefully this is an explosive uh, performance for him so therefore he can kick on to the next level because I think he's a brilliant, brilliant fighter, a brilliant, brilliant champ. He's a brilliant guy. He's, yeah, he he's another he's one like DC that's just not getting the credit for being yeah. uh, the top It's boy. a black thing, Adam. It's a black thing. Do you think? Yeah, well, DC, Tyrone Woodley and, and, and Mighty Mouse get no love. 
three current UFC champions who get absolutely no love, and they—they—it's a horrible narrative to talk about, but you, you can't—you can't avoid it because it is—it's you know the common denominator between them all is the color of the skin. Exactly, exactly. You know, and you—you you can't deny that. And as we know, the US has got serious race issues anyway. And I genuinely think that is a factor because the three of them are absolutely yeah, lovely guys, uh, yeah, really nice, and world class athletes as well. Um, another person that is probably going to polarise a few people's opinions because we've got double standards when it comes to drug cheats. Cyborg's making her... Uh, well, she's basically coming to take the division, is, what, yeah. is what's happening. Coming to take the belt. <laughs> the weight division that was set up for Cyborg is obviously uh, the women's featherweight division. This is her now opportunity to become the champion uh, in the featherweight division, even though people are running left, right and centre, the likes of GDR, who was champ. Um, who has come out this week saying that she uh, didn't appreciate the online bullying. Well, at the end of the day, if you're not going to fight Cyborg, you're going to get some stick, aren't you? You're in the fight game. You're supposed to stand up, defend your crown and all that type of stuff. Even though, to an extent, I have gone on record in the past agreeing with her a little bit because of the drug thing. Yeah. Her making a stand and saying, I'm not going to fight uh, uh, a proven drug cheat, a person that's been banned in the past. Anyway, that's by the by. The yeah. fact is, it's uh, Cyborg versus Evinger this weekend, and I fully anticipate uh, Justino to uh, to do her thing. Yeah, I really like, honestly, I really like Tonya Evinger as well. For anyone who doesn't know, obviously it's the first time I've seen her in the UFC, but this girl's been in Invicta, which is basically like the, the unofficial UFC. Well, they brought her in for this, haven't they? female division, mm. yeah. So <clears throat> the, the, uh, one of the, chief, one of the uh, former VPs of the UFC... She went over and started this all-women's promotion called Invicta, and basically that's where they, they build these girls up ready for the UFC. Now, Tonya Evinger has proved herself to be, you know, the UFC, uh, the Invicta bantamweight champion, and mm. she's she's brutal. She loves a fight. She fights ugly. You know, she's great, and I think to come over and challenge someone like Amanda Nunes for the actual bantamweight belt mm. would be a really good match for her, and I would love to see that fight. And to be honest with you, I think Tonya Evinger's taken this fight on the strength of the fact that she loses, she goes, right, okay, well, I'm actually a bantamweight, so yeah. throw me in the mix for Amanda Nunes, then throw me in the mix for Shevchenko, you know, I, I, that that's why I'm here. The problem is the UFC haven't got a legitimate featherweight to put in against Cyborg, which is why they actually invented this belt. There's a couple of good young featherweights coming through, but they're not at this level. Mm. At least Evinger, they can sell on the fact that she's a current champion and everything else. It's hard to go, it's hard to pick anyone. Let's be honest, to, any woman on the planet that's going to do anything with Chris Cyborg. Just because she's so brutal, she's so um, much stronger and much more aggressive than any woman's fighter. Tonya Devinger, she's well known for being an aggressive fighter, mm. but she's also known for a girl that can be hit. And if you get hit by Chris Cyborg, listen, Chris Cyborg walked in here now and hit me and you with two shots. We that be it, be game over. You know what I mean? So Tonya yeah. Devinger, I'm afraid, is is going to. Is, she's I think gonna she's going out at the weekend. I think she's going she early. Won't, she won't go up the first round. She won't, think- she won't last five minutes. No, no. There you go. Then what woman would? There you go. Cyborg first round. We've, we've, we're, we're on point today, aren't we? We're all agreeing with, with the same thing. We've gone Jones, even though you've gone a different way Stoppage. than I've gone. Yep. Um, Woodley, again, a different way. You think a little bit longer than uh, uh, me thinking the stoppage. And uh, I think we've both agreed that Cyborg's taking this out in the first round. There easy you go. Peasy. Easy work. Now, let's move away from the belts because probably the fight of the night is sat just underneath these three. Um, in the fight that Lawler, <laughs> Lawler and Cowboy, not for a belt. That's just mental in itself. There's no belt on the line for Lawler and Cowboy. It's the number three versus the number seven in the welterweight division. What a beautiful, beautiful showcase for Robbie Lawler. Uh, if he can come through Cowboy, and I'm not saying that he will at this moment in time. We'll get to my prediction in a minute. But if he does, it sets up 
uh, the winner of uh, Woodley, Demi Meyer, doesn't it? You would have thought so, yeah, exactly. And that's obviously why Cowboys took the fight as well, because he wants to throw his own name in the mix mm. in this 170 division. Um, I think obviously- and Cowboy would have been on... Uh, a legitimate shout here if he didn't take stupid fights. At the end of the day, he was on a streak and then all of a sudden he's fought fight. Masvidal. Yeah, and then he fought Masvidal a month after he, he he fought where he was rocked in the fight even though he won. Yeah. And you're thinking, why have you taken that fight? Exactly. There's no need to take that fight, mate. You're on a streak and you're going to be within spitting distance of a, a world title. Well, exactly. He loses the lightweight belt against the Sanyos, comes up to welterweight, wins four on the spin and look brilliant. Mm. Beating, beating gatekeepers like Rick Story and Matt Brown, guys who actually unlock that top five at the welterweight division. And as you say, takes Masvidal at late notice in Colorado in his hometown as well even at the time we were saying this is the most stupid decision ever but that's why people that's that's why fans love Cowboy that's he wrestles crocodiles man he doesn't give a fuck man. he'll <laughs> fight anyone anytime and the beauty of it is Robbie Lawler's exactly the same way Robbie Lawler fight anybody at any time the diff- the only difference in this fight is and I love it this is absolutely if this was the main event I would be staying up if, if this was the top fight on this card, yep. I would be staying up on Sunday morning to watch it purely for this. Never mind the three title fights on top, you know, two of which are really interesting. But I think the difference on the night here, we are going to see kind of like we've seen last weekend. We've seen a blown up welterweight mm. taking on a real top five middleweight. And I know Weidman's had a hard time. We'll come on to that fight later on, I'm sure. I know Weidman's been having a bad time, but suddenly it became evidence, oh, wait a minute, these guys are not in the same weight division. And I, I genuinely think we'll see the same thing this weekend. Robbie Lawler's a massive, marauding welterweight, and Donald Cerrone can do lightweight still. I'm sorry, he can. He can he's done great at welterweight, mm. but he can still do lightweight. And I think that's physically, that's, that's going to tell on the fight. So what are you saying? That said, <laughs> I'm going to go with Cerrone knockout. Are you being serious? Yeah, man. I'm so you've just Cerrone said, knockout. right, that Lola's going to ragdoll him around because of the size difference. I think, I think physically Robbie's going to be too strong for him. But I think when the fight is at range, I think as he's proved in this welterweight division so far, when wow. Cerrone, when Donald gets his shots off. And head kicks. He, he loves hurts, a head man. kick, doesn't he? He really can hit, yeah. And Robbie Lawler, you know, this is a guy that's been around for a long time. He's lived his dream, Adam. He's been champion. He's been the UFC champ against all the odds. He got kicked out of the UFC after coming in as a kid and was one of the most popular fighters. Came back, back out again, came back again, third time, won the UFC belt. His story's played out. His movie script is done. It's secure. It's on the table in some studio somewhere waiting for someone to pick it up. This stage of his career, he's left his training camp at ATT. He's doing his own thing. You know, he's gone to a different camp. I don't know. It just it just smells like a little bit of someone petering out his career for me. I hope I'm wrong. I'm a huge Robbie Lawler fan. I hope I'm wrong. I'm also a huge Cowboy fan. I think he's going to walk into a head kick. I think he's going to get knocked out. I'm going to go on record now and say that this is going to be along the same lines of Lawler Condit. Yeah, oh. from la- January last year, that wasn't it. Sixteen, just, just a fifteen. War of attrition. It was unbelievable. Yeah, great fight. I think it's going to be a cracker. I'm going to go the other way. I think um, Robbie Lawler is going to win this, but I think I don't think there'll be a stoppage. I think it'll be on points. Yeah, two rounds to one, something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Be too strong for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which then moves us on quite nicely to a man that's probably going to end up in the light heavyweight title fight because yeah, it'll he's fall probably going through. to end up in the main event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, the reason why we've bookended this, right? So. Um, we've talked right at the start about the light heavyweights in DC and Jones. Mm-hmm. If that's not happening... And um, it's only Wednesday, so you mm. know there's plenty of time for that fight to fuck up. Just forget that we spoke about that and then fast forward to this bit. Now, 
bear in mind if the first fight's not happening, this fight won't happen because Jimmy Manowork will be catapulted in to either fight DC or Jones, or yeah. at least offered it, and then he will. He'll, he'll have. To, he'll definitely be. I think he's already been sounded out about it. it what I think what will probably happen is Woodley Meyer becomes the main event, Cyborg Avenger is co-main, and then it'll be Manowork versus either Bones or DC. Um, for either an interim belt or well, the full actually, belt. Well, obviously, if, if DC stays in the fight, then it's obviously a belt. it would be for the belt. Sorry, yeah, so that would switch around. If it was Jones, it would probably be for an interim, interim belt. Interim nonsense. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let's pretend everything's going to plan right now because we're going to talk about okay. Uzumir. All okay. right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for confusing you, just in case you're trying to keep up with everything we're talking about. It's a little bit fucked up, this card. I'm going to be honest with you. However, it's Jimmy... Class, but it's, it's, yeah. it's fucked up. Jimmy Manoa against Volkan Uzumir, yeah. who, who is a man that we never even heard of six months ago. <laughs> But all of a sudden, he's just come in and started knocking out top 10 contenders, top this 5 year? contenders. Yeah, he's the UFC in February. Just pinging them all over the place. And therefore, now, he is himself the number 5 light heavyweight in the world with two fights on his resume, which yeah. is just unreal. Jimmy's obviously number 3 because he's been on a little bit of a tour. We mentioned, obviously, his performance in Manchester against uh, OSP. Yeah. He's done extremely well of late. We thought that he might get a shot at DC. He's been calling him out. He maybe failed in the fact of shouting out John Jones's name to maybe get himself a shot there. Yeah. However, we're here. We're on the undercard of DC Jones. Yeah. Jimmy Usamir. One more win, Jimmy, and you're yep. in. That's all he needs. Literally one more big performance. And I think a stoppage performance here puts him above his teammate, Alexander Gustafsson. Yeah. Because this is the moment. If he can do a, if he can put in a stoppage performance against Usamir, he is in pole position to fight the winner of John Jones versus DC. Especially bearing in mind that both John Jones and DC have beat Gustafsson before. They've pretty much wiped out the rest of the division before. Yeah. Jimmy Manor is the one that none of them have beat. However, Usadmir hasn't challenged either DC or John Jones as well. So he will see this as his massive opportunity mm. to jump into that mix or potentially Usadmir go into a final eliminator with Alexander Gustafsson yeah. to fight the winner of, of this main event. So Usadmir, just to quickly recap, comes into the UFC in February. No one knows who he is. He, st- he beats over Sempru, fights Serkinov in May. So everyone's saying Serkin, obviously the next you know big Eastern European contender in the UFC. Absolutely, completely starches Serkinov with a knockout punch inside 30 seconds, and suddenly he's arrived, and that's what's landed him here. So, this is a, it's a tough fight for Jimmy because it's a perfect match because they're both basically kickboxers. Yeah. So, this is just going to be a kickboxing match, and whoever lands first, as their heavy hands and their records prove, is probably going to win by knockout. The problem with Usadme is, even though we've never heard of him, most people hadn't heard of him before the start of this year, is he spent his entire lifetime being a training partner for. Alistair Overeem. Yeah. So the guy knows how to take a shot, let's say. And But the difference here is, of course, we've now got a Jimmy Manowet 2.0 who trains at All-Stars in Stockholm with Alexander Gustafsson, trains with Phil Davis, trains with some of the best light heavyweights on the planet. And since he's been doing that, he's looked amazing. Ironically, he's gone back to amazing striking, but you've got to think his game's become a lot more rounded as well. This is, an, for me... You know, probably Jimmy, because Fallon's are more familiar, will start as a, a small betting favourite, but this is a 50-50 fight. Whoever lands here gets themselves the dream shot, could well get themselves a shot at the UFC belt. Doesn't go more than five minutes. No chance. I don't think it gets out the first round, no. If it, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go second round. I think the first round, both Mate, of you, them you, could end up on the deck, and I think there's a stoppage in the second round. That's a good shout. That's yeah. a good shout. I think both that, of them have to climb. In my head, when, in I, when I shut round. my eyes and think about this fight, I think of... Um, I think of Punches landing at the same time and both men going down. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think of one of those comedy like knockouts. Fido, Matt Mitrio, yeah, yeah. Thing. I've, I've Except just, neither of them get up. No, no, yeah. Both of them just led there for ages. <laughs> That's what I, I'm, I'm genuinely seeing. I mean, we're talking proper power here. Yeah, yeah. We've seen Jimmy go over before. Yeah. 
Wee's fight, Wee's mate now uh, in Gustafsson. We mm. don't know too much about Usamir, but... No, he has been submitted. His one defeat was uh, in, in 15 fights was a submission back in Bellator. Uh, but has anybody... But, but we ain't going to see Jimmy try and submit him. No, and have, has he ever taken a punch off somebody like Jimmy Manoa? Yeah. I'm going to... Listen, he's British, so I'm backing him. Because I don't know too much about Usamir. If, you'd, go- if you'd have gone Usamir then I'd have been pissed. No, I'd have been I'm, pissed, man. J- we can't go against Jimmy, man. Jimmy Manu. The poster boy. Jimmy Manu the poster boy within a round against Usamir and they're becoming the number one contender. Yeah. However, <clears throat> the fight's not going to happen because DC and Jones will be off. <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy's going to be in one of those Jimmy's fights. Jimmy's fighting DC. Uh, he'll get ragdolled. And then he's fighting uh, G- uh, John Bones, which will be a little bit more of an entertaining fight, but John Bones will do him as well. So yeah. there you go. I'll finish there, all right? Yeah, exactly. Clear there that. you go. There's the predictions for those fights. Anything on the prelims? Because everything's about the main card. Yeah. Anything on the prelims for you that stands out that you're thinking, keep an eye on that, or you're not arsed, you're trying to get some Zeds before the main card kicks in? To be honest with you, I like uh, I like Aljamain Sterling against Henan Parau, uh, because I like both those guys. I like where, they, where their journeys have kind of been on. But you know what? Uh, it's hard to get excited about that because the five fights on this main card are absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And we've just touched on, the, just one final note on that first fight. Usadmir Manoa, that's my prediction for fight of the night. I think that's going to be an absolute classic. Because I think, as again, I think both of them are going to be on the floor in the first. I think one of them is going to get a knockout in the second. Just keep your fingers crossed. It's Jimmy the Poster Boy Manoa. There you go. BT Sport, early hours of Sunday morning, UFC 214. Make sure you are Best checking it UFC out. UFC card this year, bar none. On paper. We know how these things go, mate. Yeah. All right? We know how these the things go. The back! There you go. BT Sport, early hours of Sunday morning. Make sure you check it out. Uh, and if you are not staying up to watch it, because there are other boxing things going on. You might be a, a boxing fan. You might be watching Brona Garcia, for example. Don't worry. What we'll do on our social media on Sunday morning, we'll ping up. Listen, this is the fight of the night. Go and watch this one first, just to get you to wet your whistle so you can come back into our conversation next week when we're doing uh, all uh, UFC uh, 214's reviews. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now, I know that's taken up the majority of our rhetoric at UFC 214, but there's other little bits of news to talk about uh, on this particular show, one of which is that Luke Rocco will be back September 16th against the geezer called David Branch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of, for me, when I look at this, one of those fights just to blow the rust off a little bit. You know what I mean? Because obviously with what happened at the weekend with Weidman, I would anticipate... The Rocco comes through his fight on September 16th. It's a nice fight, don't get me wrong. It's a nice fight, but I'd anticipate Rocco to come through. And then all of a sudden, you've got an announcement where it's uh, Rocco Wyman part 642 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Get it back on. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think, uh, you know, Branch, this is his second stint, I believe, in the UFC. This is a guy that was has been in the UFC previously uh, and... Uh, he got he. If you remember, he uh, he lost to Palhares, one of Palhares's many many knee bar uh, victims, <laughs> uh, and then he went over to World Series of Fighting and became the World Series of Fighting light yeah. heavyweight champion and was there champion for middleweight champion, then light heavyweight champion, and he's he's, he's uh, he did really well. Then he came back to the UFC, I believe, earlier this year. He fought Jocko, yeah, he fought Jocko earlier this year. Uh, who we had had a sh- we had Jocko on Your the show mate, if yeah. you remember, yeah, Christoph and. Uh, uh, he, he put in a good performance there, you know. It, it was a close decision, but uh, he's earned himself now a big name, if you like, and that big name is Luke Rocco. But listen, there's levels to this shit, and uh, I'll be honest with you, David Branch is not a top ten fighter, and Luke Rocco, as we've discussed previously, is not only a top five middleweight. Uh, that on his day, he's probably the best middleweight on the planet. No, Bisping's listening. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bisping knocked him out, man. It's hard to argue, and Mike, Mike knocked it. him out with a cuff and left hook. That's it. Job done. Um, good to see Luke back. Anyway, he's been. 
for some time yeah. since he was obviously knocked out by Michael Bispin, and I can't wait to see him back in. We just touched upon uh, Chrissy Wadman uh, at the weekend, right? Forget the performance. He's, he's, well, you've, you've already mentioned it kind of throughout the course of this show that he, he was beaten and blown at Welter, right? Forget that. I'm not interested. Yep. What I'm interested in is a geezer that's on a little bit of a losing streak, stops the losing streak against a, a blown at Welter and then calls out the champ. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. balls, isn't it? That's some serious balls. I seen you weren't too happy about that, was you? Well, he's like, what are you doing? Get in the queue, man. There's a fucking massive queue. Bobby Knuckles, who's going to be on our show soon. He's yeah. starting the queue. You can't jump the queue now. No chance. No chance. I think... I think for for Weidman, because he was all over the place in his post in his post fight interview. Because to be honest with you, I think if 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 uh, Gaslam follows up from that knockdown in the first round, thirty seconds where, where longer in that him, round than he takes him out. Exactly. If if he'd if he'd have finished him there, I think Weidman jacks. I think Weidman quit then, because where's where'd he go from there? He's just been yeah, yeah, yeah. stopped by That's a blow. Four on the spin, yeah. Four straight losses. I think mm. psychologically. It's next to impossible to come back from that. I don't know he's had some some close fights and some close decisions, but I think getting knocked out by Kelvin Gastelum, I, I think that would have been the end for him, to be totally honest with you. But listen, he needed that desperately. Um, in hindsight, as I say, for me, it was a it was a fat welterweight against a, a genuine yeah. top five middleweight. Um, Got his that, confidence back. Exactly. Let's that, get on with that's it. exactly how it proved. So hopefully now we see Weidman get back on track. And you're right, you know, I think he's... He's some way off the the Bisping fight, but if 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 uh, obviously um, there's Romero, there's Rockhold, there's just two say, well, nice fights. Rockhold's there. got a fight. Bobby Knuckles is next in queue. GSP is a pipe dream. So perfect Romero for me. Rematch, yeah. Got to be straight. Back got him in with, with the Romero, knee, didn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. From Mike's point of view, I'd say because he's winning that fight against Romero before before. Oh yeah, and that's it. In the in the defeats that he's been on, he's been winning those fights, yeah, and then yeah. he's got Rockhold, starts. Same thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, for, uh, from Mike's point of view, fair play, mate. Your bank balance is just going up and up and up yeah. because obviously um, there's a demand. That, you know, if there's a demand, then therefore you can start to charge a higher premium. Yeah. You've got Weidman, you've got Rockhold, you've got Romero making videos out in Cuba now. You've obviously yeah. got Bobby Knuckles waiting. And you've got blown smoke. I as well. Who, if you want it, who's going to pay the most amount of money? And then I'll get in the octagon weird. That's, that's what I that's do. That's Mike all over. That's why he's. Uh, that's why he's been out for so long. And he's absolutely loving it. There you go, Mikey Bispin. Um, got to be Bobby next. Well, it has, it's got to be Bobby. Of course it's Bobby. Of course it is. Um, and good to see, actually, Weidman being back on uh, a winning streak and hopefully can set up that fight with uh, Rockhold. I'm going to uh, breeze over these because I'm not too excited about them. UFC 215, uh, Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg. Don't give a fuck. <sighs> Nunes versus Shevchenko uh, has been rearranged on the undercard. Nice fight. Hopefully it get, it, it, they can come through it uh, and she can get over a cold or a sinus problems or whatever she's been doing, uh, uh, Amanda Nunes. And I'm uh, delighted that Shevchenko, it's been turned around dead quick that Shevchenko can get in there and get her uh, world title uh, effort against Nunes. I know that people will text me and tweet me and say, what you, why, why are you hating so much on Mighty Mouse? Because it's boring. I'm not interested in this n- narrative of... Oh, I'm um, going to break Anderson Silva's record. Not interested. Against who? Who have you done it against? Exactly. Be honest with me now. The weakest, the weakest pool in, in, in the UFC. Exactly. Be honest with me now, right? Unless you're, if, if you're a hardcore, don't answer this question. But do you know who Ray Borg is? Yeah. There you go. That's it. We'll we'll leave it at that, shall we? Um, I'm just going to quickly flip to Bellator right before we talk uh, Mayweather McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorenz Larkin, Paul Daly, Bellator one eight three. Little bit disappointed because I wanted MVP. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, but again, I've told you this as well. MVP is never going to fight someone as dangerous as Paul Daly. MVP is never going to fight anyone dangerous ever. 
he's now talk, he's now doing boxing with David Hay, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. basically means they can feed him bums in the boxing ring now, yeah, like yeah. they've been feeding him bums in the Bellator cage. Mm. San, has, San Jose is Bellator 183. It's a great fight, though. Lorenzo Larkin against oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Daly. Great. great fight, yeah. Nice little mouthwater. Uh, and just finally, um, Nick's loving this, so I'm just going to leave it to him, right? Um, I know we've got our Mayweather-McGregor series, which is available on our website, fightdisciples.com. This week is all about uh, Floyd Mayweather. Is he the TBE? Next week will all be about the notorious one, his little life story as we build up towards August 26th. Um, and talk about build up towards August 26th. You saw the press conferences. You saw the trash talk. You saw all that. McGregor's taking it now to the next level by wearing basketball tops from a certain player called CJ Watson. You might not know who that dude is, CJ Watson. Well, let me tell you, that this is next level next shit. Next level. This is next, next level. I can't even get my head around how much time he has taken to, to one, source the story, to get the intricacies of the story, yeah. to then to go... To source the shirt. To source the shirt, to go to the next level of this. Um, Golden State Warriors basketball team everybody's heard of him right there's a geezer on there who wears the number 23 called Draymond Green so he's up there doing his thing no fuckers heard of him right so Draymond Green right sees Notorious Conor McGregor on his Instagram post a picture of Notorious Conor McGregor in a Golden State Warriors shirt which had the number 23 on it Mm alright so he's strutting around and that is it. That's all it was. That's yep. all the picture That's was. That's all Connor did, yeah. That's all the picture was. He just threw that fucking fish in. That, mm. whoop, so then dropped it in the pond. So then Draymond Green gets on his eye horse saying, I'm not having that. All our Golden State Warriors boys, we're rocking with Floyd. And he posts on the picture, right? So he posts on the picture, something along those lines, yep. we're with we're Floyd. We're Floyd fans. Get yeah. back in your lane. Yeah, yeah. That is red rag to a Perfect. Bowl, right? Look, because no, he, he bit... That's what he it. did is he bit because it was planned by Connor. That's why was. this that that shit. Listen, you finish the story, but he bit on it. He no, bit on well, it. Well, that's it. He's waiting for someone to bite, and that is the perfect bite. So this basketball player bites Draymond Green. Connor then responds, "Yeah, who the fuck are you?" Basically, <laughs> he goes, "I'd let you just point. Listen, if you know your history, my friend." That's a CJ Watson shirt from four or five seasons ago. And then basically, as soon as he mentions the name CJ Watson, it's a mic drop moment because yep. some might remember in January of this year, Connor posted a cartoon on his Twitter or on his Instagram of him um, with his foot on a f- on his back, Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd, it's a cartoon of this. So Floyd's on his back. Connor's got his foot on Floyd Mayweather's chest with two belts in the air. One of them's obviously his UFC belt. The other one's a WBC boxing belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and basically the caption was, just call me CJ Watson, right? Now, for people who don't know who CJ Watson is, CJ Watson is a basketball player, former, I think he's had multiple, multiple NBA teams. Oh, he's a proper proper star, yeah. People know who he is, yeah. But he is, um, at the time of what I'm about to tell you about, was at Golden State Warriors. Yes. Hence Connor. In his shirt. Yeah, hence Connor locating that particular shirt. Mm -hmm. Now, basically, um, CJ Watson was having extramarital affairs uh, with the mother of Floyd Mayweather's children. Floyd Mayweather has obviously been convicted of domestic violence, mm-hmm. uh, and the thing that instigated him causing domestic violence on the mother of his children was this extra marital mm-hmm. affair with C.J. Watson. That, my friend, next is level. next level shit from yeah. Conor McGregor. Next level trash talk. What a completely is, and utterly off different scale, level man. trash talk. So he sourced that shirt from five, four or five seasons ago. He's wearing it, he's training it, and he just puts that on social. And the fucking current guy who wears the shirt bites on it and goes, ah, we wearing my shirt, so I wear all Floyd fans. 
And then he is retort is like, no, no, this is a CJ Watson. Mic drop. Mic drop. Now obviously we've had to explain it here because you know to, to not to, people of basketball. The UK fans. market yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. We have a lot of Australian listeners, a lot of international listeners who probably needed that, needed us to explain it. But if you live in America and you follow basketball, you know You know that story. You know the story. You know how big significant a mic drop moment that was from Conor McGon. Now, who the fuck are you? This is a CJ Watson shirt. Boom! I don't even give a fuck about basketball. It's next level. Oh, Unbelievable. No. Unbelievable, Liddy. He's is, a master. What is coming next? What is coming next? Well, I'll tell you what's coming next. Our uh, third part of our May Mac uh, podcast Mac series, series. <laughs> uh, which is available for you on Monday, which you'll be able to get on our website. Make sure you get it at fightdisciples.com. Thoroughly, do you know something? This whole series is really, really enjoyable to do because you get to go and have a look back on... Monday, for example, looking back at Mayweather's career and getting excited about Diego Corrales' fights and yep. his performances over the 49-0 and and getting stuck into him as a person. Connor even more so. And the reason why Connor even more so coming up on Monday, which you're really going to enjoy, is because of how quickly it's happened. Yeah, Four and a half years he's collecting doll checks, mate, and making his debut in the UFC. Mm-hmm. August 26th, he walks away with a minimum of $75 million. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, crazy, crazy shit. And obviously, yeah. for what we do... For he, doing something he doesn't even do, and he's never done before. For what we do, though, <laughs> as pers- people that make this podcast and work on various other media outlets here in the UK, he is a dream. Of course. He because does. he's constant content. Yeah. I, just look what we just talked about. He wore a basketball shirt, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and it went and, viral. And Oh, man, Completely. absolutely crazy. Uh, so I thoroughly recommend that you uh, get stuck into that and come and join us. And thank you so much for all the nice comments that we've had on the first two episodes. They're all there for you. Get stuck into that series because, if, well, you don't need building up towards August 26th, but it's just a nice little thing to just to keep that bubble, bubble bubbling away. As we uh, as we head towards August twenty sixth, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Much appreciated. We will be all over our social media at the weekend. Big weekend, big fight weekend. Mm. At Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's videos. There's t-shirts to buy. I've noticed. Hang on, hang on a minute. Did we talk about Dan Hardy in these video? On the on a previous podcast because I've been away for a couple of weeks. All these. I'm things not sure are... actually. Yeah, because Dan was training in his Fight Disciples T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. also had John Gooden, his, his commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He posted it on his Instagram. They're I all think, on it. I think he was in. I think John was in Ibiza. They're all on it in mate. his Fight Disciples T-shirt doing some yoga. That's what we want. I've had people so, send us videos yeah, t- of them walking the dog on the beaches and various things yeah, like this. People with their sons in them and stuff like that. They're selling like hotcakes. Yeah, they, uh, it's because. Obviously, we had Connor in one as yeah. well. Yeah, I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a picture of Floyd in one as well, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, I, nice. which I'll bang up this week. Mm. But in fact, I'll bang it up. Uh, I'll bang it up today. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, they sound like hotcakes. So. And Nick is actually now working on a second design, aren't well, you? Well, you know, it's just not to give too much away. <laughs> hey, but T-shirt number two, the vintage <laughs> tee. <laughs> Is about to drop hot, let me tell you. Fightdisciples.com for all your uh, weekly Fight Disciples chat, whether it be boxing, whether it be UFC, or whether it be T-shirts that is your poison, come and join us, all right? We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.